From downtown Los Angeles, this is The City, a podcast focusing on the politics, art, and culture of Los Angeles. I'm your host, Garen Kelsall. This week, we get to chat with the inspired Heath Sato about his upcoming exhibition as part of Do Art Foundation's programming for Art Show LA. Well, it's a pretty amazing opportunity, too, to be seen out there. And Chris Lose from Urbanize.LA joins us to talk about the proposals for a new park to be built adjacent to Grand Park. Uh, based on feedback, um, uh, the city would be selecting the winning proposal. First up, let's catch up with Heath. This is the city. We are huge fans of the arts, and we often emphasize how important it is to building a thriving community. This week, Art Show LA is taking over the convention center, but outside there will be plenty to see and do as well. Artist and friend of the show Heath Sato has been tapped to create a piece for Do Art Foundation that will be placed at the entrance. Heath graciously put down his welder to join us on the show. This is the city. I'm Garen Kelsaw. Joining me on the line now via Skype is Heath Sato, our friend, artist, and crazy man. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> How are you today, sir? I'm doing fine, Garen. Well, thank you so much for joining us. And we wanted to talk with you on our first show back from break uh, about the art that you've been doing. And I know you've been very busy. I follow you on Facebook, buddy. And <laughs> I know that you've been creating, but there's something local happening this week. And I want you to tell the, the audience about that if you can. Right. Amid all the crazy stuff I've been doing for big public art projects, um, I'm doing something with the Do Art Foundation for the LA Art Show. Um, the LA Art Show is running from Wednesday through Sunday, but uh, the Do Art Foundation is a nonprofit that does artistic projects, and they do a lot of stuff in, like in the South Park area especially. Um, they've done a ton of murals. They, they've worked with artists um, putting up a ton of murals and stuff in the area. Um, but they're actually setting up something in conjunction with the LA Art Show, a, a an art show outside um, the the venue um, and this will be open to the public um, there will be artwork out front outside the main entrance of the LA Art Show which is at the LA Convention Center um, the I believe it's the west entrance the one that's closest to Staples Center um, in the courtyard area there I'm going to have a big sculpture right in the middle and there's going to be other stuff around me there's going to be in, I think it's five or six artists there's going to be a big installation piece there's going to be performance art um, there's going to be a number of things going on the, the primary show is going to be from 7pm to 9pm open to the public and but we'll have artwork out there open to the public to see all day Friday and all day Saturday and so tell us, how did you got, get hooked up with the uh, Do Art Foundation for the LA Art Show this year? Um, I had met with them a while back, um, just talking about public art in the area. Like I said, they've mostly done, their, their largest permanent works have all been um, big murals, um, and they haven't really done any sculptural stuff. So we, we uh, I forget how we initially... Um, got in touch with each other, but we had a, you know, a coffee meeting and said, Hey, you know, it'd be great to work together sometime. And I just like two weeks ago got a call from them, um, saying, Hey, we're doing this thing out there. Are you, you interested? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, you got any pieces? I was like, 
No. <laughs> so, uh, but I had some ideas that had been gelling in my head, and I quickly turned around the ideas, and um, we've just been cranking nonstop, and we'll be working right up to Thursday night. Friday morning, we're going to pull up and set up this 11-foot-tall stainless steel mirror-polished sculpture for that. So, you basically are doing a custom project for your first, like, L.A. downtown public art installation. Just so I can show up for two days, yeah. <laughs> I love that. See, that's how much Heath loves downtown, guys. He's making us <laughs> just something special for us. Well, it's a pretty amazing opportunity, too, to be seen out there with, I mean, the LA Art Show is a huge deal. They've got over 100 galleries um, from, like, 20-some countries. So um, it's it's a big deal, and I'm I'm excited, and a lot of a lot of my friends haven't even like seen a piece of mine set up in the public. Um, a lot of it's a lot of it's scattered around the world, and um, so it'll be great to have you know a piece I'm really proud of out there and where where I can <laughs> show off to my friends a little and enjoy that. <laughs> well, and I think there's something important that you kind of clued in on too. You know, the LA art show does require you to get a ticket, but this part is open. It's free. And is, is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, this is going to be uh, just something for the general public, a little, uh, little given back. <laughs> That's right. He's a towel making originals just to give back to the community. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> so what's up next for you in 2016? Uh, I saw the yes project go in, right? That's up. Yeah. Up into that, that project went up into Tacoma, Washington. I've got stuff. I've got a lot of stuff in California this year. Actually, I, I'm, for some reason, I ended up with a ton of stuff here. Um, I've got a piece going up to Alaska. I've got to p- finish up that piece. That's going to be like about an 8,000-pound mirror-polished stainless piece that's going up into Anchorage and uh, up at a University of Alaska up there. And I've got pieces going outside of uh, um, Oakland in Dublin, California. Um, I'm doing a piece for a police station in Moore Park, California. I'm doing an entry really weird surrealistic piece uh for india uh entry into there um and i'm going to probably late or early next year be doing a piece for um a building in west hollywood so it's uh busy here lined up wow there's a lot of metal going through your arts district (laughs) yeah I might not be able to hear you from all the grinding, too. <laughs> That's right. It's a tough life, but somebody has got to do it. Somebody's got to make the art. He, thank you so much for joining us. I'm glad we were able to reconnect with you, and we'll see you out there uh, Friday evening. Sure thing, Gary. It's always great talking to you. First Sundays is DTLA's Community Brunch, a gathering of residents, friends, and stakeholders for food, drinks, and conversation. For February, we're back to Border Grill for our very own DTLA Super Bowl party to watch the Broncos take on the Panthers. Join us Sunday, February 7th at 445 South Figueroa Street in downtown LA. And more than just having fun, this show is about creating change agents. So we talked to Ted Hayes about a community event We'd like you all to join us. So, Ted, thank you so much for joining us here. I wanted to talk to you a little bit about a community event, the DTLA Community Forum, and about neighborhood civility and care. So I joined up with you to help host this event, but I wanted you to touch a little bit on, you know, what it's about and why we're bringing people together. 
Thanks, Garen, and, and thank you so much for uh, having me back on for a minute here and, um, and your interest and got a chance to get to know you a little bit and know your heart. And I think from what I'm gathering that you express the same kind of heart that most of the people in the downtown area uh, have um, towards the homeless and towards themselves and their relationship with the people living um, below humans, below animal standards, actually, on the streets and sidewalks of our city. And um, I believe that, that, that uh, people want to, like yourself, you want to do something realistic and concrete. You've been looking at programs and hearing programs year after year after year, money, 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 millions of dollars, yet the situation has not gotten better. It has gotten worse. And as we talked before, all you've got to do is open your eyes and see the demographics of who's out there. Ninety percent of the people living sub under, below animals on our sidewalks are black men then black women and their children and then all the rest. And, and I know everybody sees that, especially in light of the whole Black Lives Matter movement. And I believe that people, regardless of their color or race or ethnicity or religion, really would like to, out of humanity's sake, do something realistic and concrete because um, we're all one people. And, and, and unfortunately, the folks we see out there in the streets really are a byproduct of what has gone wrong within the very heart of our own society. So I think by reaching out and realistically addressing this issue, I think we're going to help humanity at large as well. And we want to invite everybody out to join us Thursday, February 4th at Justice Urban Tavern in downtown L.A. About 630, we're going to get going and, and start the progress, start having this discussion. Yeah, and you know, and, and, and the thing about this, you know, um, for those of us who believe in the Bible or just believe in life principles, the statement goes, without a vision, the people perish. And perishing means a slow, languishing death. And, and I believe our young people especially need a vision of tomorrow. So that's why we call this process uh, this, the, 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 the New Frontier 2, Operation Humanity. New Frontier 2, is, is, we're kind of um, drawing off of the theme of uh, uh, the late President John F. Kennedy when he talked about his administration will be called the new frontier. The new frontier for, for ideas and technology and new ways of living and communicating with each other as we go out into space. But you know what? Let's bring that technology now and put it right here on this earth and, and, and create this second frontier for all of humanity, beginning right here in Los Angeles, the homeless capital of the United States and comparatively the homeless capital of the world because L.A. is a world-class city and it's up to us to set the example for the rest of the world. How's it go? Think globally, act locally. All right, Ted. Well, thank you again so much for joining us. We'll see you soon. Thank you, Thank you very much, brother. Blessings to you and to your family and to the new baby you got there, man. Urbanize.LA is a great resource for development news in the city, and we're always happy to have our next guest, Chris Loesch, join us. This is The City. I'm Garen Kelsall. Joining me on the line now is Chris Lose, friend of the show from Urbanize.LA. How are you, sir? I'm well, thanks. How are you? I'm doing really well, and Happy New Year to you, if I may be so inclined. You too. It's, uh, it's been a great, busy couple of months here that we've been off, and I wanted to touch base with you about all the growth and development that's happening since you are one of our resident neighborhood experts. But really want to kind of talk about this park proposal here for first and broadway i realize that there's four competing plans out now and the the countdown has begun to seeing a new build there so i want to see if we can go over that a little bit 
Oh, uh, sure. Um, well, we did a uh, we did a story on the um, the four proposals, I guess, about a week ago, um, and some renderings were released, which we posted on our site. And uh, yeah, it's, it, they all uh, are pretty exciting. Just to give you some some quick background on how this this project came to be, um, so there's a plot of land adjacent to Grand Park. Uh, it's just south of it, so bordered by uh, Broadway, First, Grand Park, and Spring, I believe. Um, so. It's a whole city block. It's two acres. Um, if uh, any of your listeners have walked past uh, the big, you know, empty dirt lot south, south of Grand, that's it. It was uh, previously occupied, if I remember correctly, by a dilapidated like parking structure and a family of feral cats. That's right. Yeah, yeah. The, the cat thing is kind of hilarious, but uh, I guess it had somewhat of a happy ending. I, I know they um, actually you know, had, um, you know, uh, yeah, I don't know what you call them, like cat foster people come in and uh, try to try to get homes for those cats. So, uh, uh, you know, they, they didn't just, uh, you know, demolish this thing and, and let the cats run wild. They actually tried to, you know, place them in homes. Nice. Uh, but uh, yeah, so they, they destroyed that uh, or demolished that the foundation um, or the, uh, the parking structure. And then I believe there was a foundation of a, a, some, old government building that was there and uh, got some firms that were interested in, in submitting designs. And now they've, they've narrowed uh, that down to four firms. So it's uh, AECOM um, that has a uh, DTLA uh, landscape architecture and urban design studio. So this is coming out of that, that studio. Uh, Brooks and Scarpa, um, Eric Owen Moss, uh, and then uh, Mialera and Associates. Um, and, uh, yeah, they're all pretty interesting uh, proposals. One of the ones that kind of caught my eye uh, is the AECOM proposal because it definitely seems to be one of the more open designs of it. Sure, yeah. Um, yeah, so it, it is an open design. There's kind of a, uh, a lawn in the center uh, and that's surrounded by several groves of trees. Uh, and then there's two structures um, on opposite corners. Uh, one they're calling the paper plane and it looks like uh, it would be a restaurant, um, and uh, uh, over top of that, there's a green roof, and it kind of turns into this trellis sort of thing that, that lets some light come through, but but has some shade. Uh, and then opposite that, uh, there's a structure they're calling the wing nut, which looks, and I guess they named it that because if you if you look at the plan view, so you're looking straight down at it, it looks like uh, a, a wing nut um, would look if you looked at it from the side, uh, the, the top of the wing nut, the, the twisty part. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, so it, it looks like that thing's going to be um, also green roof, but sloping straight up from the ground. Uh, and then underneath, it's going to have uh, some kind of park uh, facility. Um, uh, and uh, I don't know if they're going to put shops in there or something like that. Uh, but it, it looks almost like you'd be able to walk right up that um, green roof area. I'm, I'm not clear if, if that'll be possible or not, but it, it does kind of slope right down to the ground like that, which is kind of cool. And the uh, Brooks and Scarpa plan seems to be defined by ribbons, like uh, large ribbons over the area. Yeah, that's that's another really interesting proposal. There's there's these ribbons of, uh, you know, also uh, uh, covered in turf, um, and they kind of undulate uh, and, and slope up um, to form the, the roof of a structure, which uh, uh, I can't quite recall what they're planning on putting in there, whether it's, it's going to be uh, some kind of event space or, yeah, uh, an event center. Um, and then the rest of the park is more or less hardscape, so it, it's kind of a plaza sort of thing, and, and then there's uh, trees here and there to provide shade. But uh, also a pretty cool-looking proposal. And kind of rounding out the team of proposals here, looking at... 
The Eric Owen Moss structure seems to be defined by the public pavilion level, and there's another interesting structure there. Sure, yeah. That, so that one uh, is interesting because there's a lot of kind of uh, two-level uh, uh, kind of subterranean things going on. There's there's a restaurant that's actually underground, and then there's um, kind of uh, like a, a hole in the, the, the ground level, like looking down into it. Uh, and then uh, there's some other kind of half subterranean um, areas. There's, uh, um, it looks like some kind of gallery. Uh, there's two different amphitheaters that are, that are kind of half submerged. Uh, and then, um, yeah, there's this pavilion thing. <laughs> it's really interesting. Um, it looks like it's uh, kind of like a steel, um, uh, steel frame structure. Uh, and then it almost looks like um, it's shaped like a tube, like a, like a upside down U uh, that's coming out of the ground and then coming back into the ground. Uh, so it's this like tubular steel frame structure. And then they're wrapping that in um, uh, this translucent material. Uh, I don't know if it's plastic or what, uh, but in, in one of the renderings, they're actually projecting something on it from the outside, uh, implying that, hey, this could be um, not only can you go inside this structure, but uh, you could also project a movie on it from the outside. Hmm. Um, Which is interesting. It does kind of look like a piece of pipe like sticking out of the ground in a way. Yeah, it's interesting. I'm not, um, I'm not completely sold on it, but um, you know, uh, I, I, it's interesting enough. I, I want to see uh, more about the proposal as, as that comes out. And definitely last but not least is the submission from Mia Lehrer and Associates. I'm going to have to say that this one and the AECOM one are probably my two favorites. Uh, this okay. one definitely seems to incorporate a lot of the areas that I would love to see in a public space with the hardscape kind of mixed with the beer garden as well as the little meadow thing. Talk a little about that one sure well yeah this one does seem to be a kind of a good balance of a lot of different elements so there's like you said there's kind of a hardscape plaza um in the middle and then that connects to uh uh two two of the sides i believe and then um in one corner there's um a structure which um as you pointed out has has a beer garden i think there's like two other restaurants uh it's a couple stories so it's it's uh you know significant uh, structure on that one side uh, on the other side, uh, it looks like there's kind of a, a dry creek bed, which um, uh, I'm assuming that will will drain somewhere, and, and uh, when it rains, that'll that'll fill up. Um, and uh, uh, yeah, it's it's very terraced. There's kind of different levels to it, um, uh, which is kind of cool. And then uh, there's these um, structures all throughout the site that um, they almost look like uh, like umbrellas or, or like flowers, like tulips, and uh, I'm assuming they're there to provide shade, but they're also kind of sculptural and, and look really interesting. Um, and the other thing I really like about this particular proposal, it seems like there's a lot of emphasis on connecting it to um, the, uh, the streets um, that border it uh, to the point where um, some of the, the features of the park are named after the streets. So there's like one part that's labeled Broadway Walk and the uh, First and Broadway Gateway and the Spring Steps. And, uh, you know, the, one of the big complaints about... Um, you know, Pershing Square down the street is how, how cut off it is uh, from the surrounding streets. And it's partially a result that there's a, you know, a big parking structure underneath it that, that raises it up. But the result of that is it feels very cut off. So, um, you know, that's something I'd, I'd like to see rectified in, in other parks in, in downtown. And it's cool that this particular proposal is, is um, big on that. Yeah. And I mean, for honestly, we're a 
pretty park poor neighborhood so it's nice to hear of you know not only this construction in the future but also a redesign of Pershing Square to see if we can add some more green space to our lives in downtown here so what's next for this slate of proposals I understand they're on display right now at the Department of Building and Safety 201 North Figueroa so you can go uh, go in during regular business hours and have a look um, I understand they're going to um, have two public um, presentations of all these proposals in the coming days. Uh, I don't believe those dates have been announced yet, uh, but they, they will be in the, in the coming days. Uh, and yeah, and then uh, eventually, uh, based on feedback, um, uh, the city would be selecting the winning proposal. Uh, and then um, I believe they already have funds or, uh, allocated uh, for the actual construction. So... Um, uh, yeah, they would they would get started on construction, and and there's not a I don't believe they have a official um, completion date, but I'm guessing, you know, in the next two years uh, we'll see this completed or or close to completed. Wow, that would be amazing if they can get that done in another two years. So all you Angelinos, make sure you get involved in this process. It is your park, so let's make sure your voices are being heard here. Chris Los runs Urbanize.LA with his partner, and uh, thank you so much for being here and, and sharing your knowledge. Great, yeah, great being here. Always a pleasure being on your show, Garen. At This Is The City, we strive to provide the story of downtown Los Angeles for all of our listeners, but we can't do it without you. If you enjoy our work, please consider donating on our website. It's easy to do via PayPal, and it helps us cover the costs of producing the show. You can also help others discover the show by sharing us on social media or leaving us a review in iTunes. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for joining us this week on This is the City. Join us next time for more of the politics, art, and culture that make Los Angeles. Be sure to check out our other show, Eat Drink Podcast, for insight on what to eat and drink when you're downtown. This is the City is written and produced by me, Garen Kelsall, and my partner, Jonas Osnowski. Our theme music is by Taj Simmons. You can find us on iTunes and Stitcher. We're on Twitter at This Is The City LA or on Facebook at Facebook.com slash This Is The City. Send us a message or leave a comment. Let us know what you think and what you want to hear on upcoming episodes. Until next time, be well.